Welcome, welcome, welcome! Hey there, fellow movie buffs and story lovers. You've just stumbled upon the Plot Pals Podcast, where two pals dive headfirst into the captivating world of movies and books. That's right, folks. I'm your host, Morel, and sitting right next to me is my partner in crime, Anna. Whether you're a fellow writer, filmmaker, or an avid fan, we've got something special for everyone. So grab your popcorn, find a cozy spot, and tune into our podcast filled with insightful stories and occasional wild tangents. Welcome to the adventure of a lifetime. Welcome to The, the Plot Pals! So today we're going to talk about the inciting incident. Mm-hmm. Now, inciting incident, first time that I learned about it, I kind of uh, reviewed my whole life, like kind of thought about my life and was like, where was my inciting incident? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, particular story that happened to me, a particular memory. Mm-hmm. What was like the inciting incident? Because I know that everybody's life is a story. Yeah, exactly. So the same thing, like the structure that goes on mm-hmm. for the movies or stories roughly does go the same way. Yeah, like to the, the big stories of your life, but also like literally to day by day things. Right. So inciting incident is kind of something that happens that puts you on a different path or like makes you have to choose mm-hmm. one choice or the other so that yeah. then like you just think about okay what did i eat for breakfast like there was no eggs that maybe that's the inciting ex- incident <laughs> of like now i have to find something to eat but like obviously oh. you, i know you mean like bigger stuff but like right. just, just it's this big character moment mm-hmm. okay tell me yeah i mean the first time i heard about inciting incident was uh when we learned about the three act structure so it's in the first act, uh, kind of the same, the first action that happens is the inciting incident, mm-hmm. which is like something that kind of uh, directs the path of uh, the hero to another way than his normal everyday life. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So it kind of changes the direction. Mm-hmm. And it's just one moment that everything changes. And if you think about it in your life, in all the stories or movies that you've watched, you can actually really just point the a part that the inciting incident actually happened. So. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like multiple things that happen that slowly right. kind of like put you in that direction. But then oh, the one true. last thing someone says or one last thing you see mm-hmm. ends up being the inciting. Like, okay, this is the change. That's so true. Mm. It actually is not natural if you just put one really revolutionary point in the story that mm-hmm. everything changes. Yeah. It has to kind of be a built up. Mm-hmm. It has to be some desire that uh, a hero has, something hidden, some, I don't know, weaknesses, something that led to this moment. Exactly. Yeah. So what was it in your life that you thought was... I thought about uh, one particular like big story that I have, which is the immigration. Of course, a lot of people can relate. Mm-hmm. There is a point that if, especially if you weren't a child when you came to another country or something, mm-hmm. uh, you know that point that kind of it uh, you decided or your family decided to immigrate to another country. Right. So I think about uh, the time that I can vividly, uh, vividly remember it. It was after I think I came from school or something and uh, my uncle was at our house and uh, he wanted to immigrate to another country. Mm. We were... Iranians, so we were in Iran, and he wanted to go. He was thinking, like brainstorming, which country do I want to go? Yeah, it was between England, 
Canada and Australia. And uh, we thought about, like, who do we know there in these countries? Or, like, we did some research and uh, we realized that Canada is the best option. But for him, like, yeah, it was just him. talking about him, yeah, not yeah, yeah. you guys. Yeah, exactly. Mm. For the particular situation that yeah yeah it was about him actually mm. and that was the point that oh i was i got interested in canada mm. like i did i spent the whole evening that day and whole night just on google searching about mm. canada and watching the uh, google images just oh. pictures and all that yeah and um before that i also remember one point that you know as we said like moments led lead to this inciting incident mm. so uh i remember i was in eighth grade and uh, our teacher told us to give a presentation about a continent each continent mm -hmm. so each group got a continent to talk about it and my friends and i got uh the america. north america yeah yeah north america basically and uh, we were to talk about that and my friend was in charge of uh providing like the pictures for the slideshows and mm. all that. So she sent me a bunch of photos and in one of them, one of them caught my attention. Mm. It was such a beautiful building in front of the water and it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. And I, I was so interested in that building. I said, one mm. day I'm going to go oh. here and watch this building from this angle. It was so beautiful. It mesmerized me. Mm. And a year later, when that happened, and my uncle wanted to go to Canada, yeah. and I did the research, I realized that was actually Canada. Mm -hmm. I thought it was America, mm -hmm. but it was Canada. So I got extra interested. <laughs> wow, that's great. Yeah, that's but then your so your uncle's work happened in a year, and then you guys decided? yeah after a year I think passed or like mm. a year and a half that we decided to come to Canada. Yeah. So you're coming to Canada, you were very active in that. Yeah, for sure. Because you were 17. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, I was actually no younger, a little younger. I think I was 15 or something mm. or even 14. But at the time, I got so um, motivated to learn English That's after cool. that point. So mm -hmm. everything changed from that point. I can confidently say that was the inciting incident. Right, like seeing the photo and then you find out it's Canada. Yeah. I can see it visually, like a right. little girl being like putting it on the wall. I did. One I day actually I'll go. printed it and put <laughs> okay, it on my okay, wall. So too. kind of manifestation thing mm. also happened here. But yeah, I think that's actually really a story, you know? Yeah. It's a, really a movie. Write it. Like. <laughs> yeah, for <Right>. sure. <laughs> that's how easy it is to like, if you look at your own life. Yeah. Stories are everywhere. That's Ta true. Find your inciting incident and then write about it. That's so true. Uh, how about you? Like, do you also have? Yeah, I do have one. Oh. Uh, it's about making movies. So if oh. I were to make a movie about it, it would be like pretty stupid. It would be a movie about making movies, about making movies. Oh. But I won't do that. But I'll just tell you about the inciting. Right. So this is the first big movie that I made with like a crew of 15 people. So before that, it was just like, okay, I'm going to make a movie. Can you help me? Like two people come help. Mm. And we just like all meet sometimes like once a month or something yes and like nobody's on the same page and each person is trying to do their own thing and yeah. it's just clashes so that's how it was before mm -hmm. and so i was thinking like i'm not ready to do it again because like trying to direct is 
a pretty big deal. Like mm-hmm. you have to know how to talk to people, know how to motivate them, sure. how to like bring people together and all that. So, so in third year, last year in university, I was like, I'm just going to write a story instead of directing it because they give you the option of like either writing uh-huh. or or like not writing but directing somebody else's so i spent Jeez. all like few months writing i think i showed you this story it's just like two people talking and then this girl like realizes she's she's not seen the way that she thinks she's seen. Oh, so i wrote this for a long time i thought i was just gonna give it to somebody else to direct right. and then we read it at school and it was like it got okay reviews like it wasn't it wasn't like they they said change this and that and i was still changing it and I, and mm-hmm. like in my head it was like okay this semester is like almost over yeah. i i wrote my script either it gets made or not and then that'll be it right but then one random day i was talking to my friend um who like we worked together last semester and she was like you should direct and then oh. in my head i was like you're a crazy person like there's no way that i could it's just out of the question i already wrote like for months i was writing now you're saying i should go do like months more work wow and like in my head it was just a big no but like at the same time like it puts the little seed in your head yes but like if somebody tells you you could do something you kind of like start to believe it you know yeah that's right exactly even though before i was like oh, no way like mm-hmm. i can't work with two people you're asking me to work with 15 um but then oh. and then i remember like this is the inciting incident so we were just coming out of class like four people it's dark outside just standing outside and each person is talking about how they're about to pitch themselves to direct like the next day or something they've prepared a little presentation they're gonna say this is the script i want this is why i should direct it and they were like morale are you gonna do it and i was laughing in their face like no (laughs) it's tomorrow what are you talking about i was writing for months like yeah of course i'm not but then they were like i think you should and then this was the second person saying like this the four people were saying basically so it was like the fifth people telling me and then for a second i was like wait what why don't i maybe i should just do it and so it was the next day i just went home created a presentation that's crazy presented it and i got to direct and and then it became like the most life-changing experience of my life the last the next few months of just trying to meet with people talk convince get on board i don't know find the colors of the movie cast it (gasps) direct it wow <laughs> find locations that's crazy and all and because so like, last minute too. super last minute like i it was not on my radar to do it at all because i was like i can't it's too mm-hmm. much it's crazy mm-hmm. and then we ended up just because people were like you should that's so <laughs> like, interesting okay. that mm. how other people's words actually influence us that mm-hmm. much we don't believe in ourselves that much right that, until like a bunch of people i know it's so easy to just say to yourself like no Mm. this thing it takes too much time and this Mm. one like i'm not ready for but then as soon as somebody else tells you it's just like the working out like when your kind of coach was like you could do more and you're like no i can't but then you do it and you could that's true yeah Mm. exactly i mean you don't know your limits until like yeah somebody pushes you or you push yourself to the edge that's mm-hmm. right i'm so proud of you that's oh so thank amazing. you i didn't know it was this last minute it though. was it was crazy wow mm-hmm. this is such a good movie <laughs> no it's a good story good, <laughs> <laughs> no it's what? a good inciting incident it's mm-hmm. very like 
incident mm-hmm. exactly yeah because it's kind of like you're just living your life thinking yeah. one thing and then suddenly yeah, yeah. the mm-hmm. directions change everything changes that's mm-hmm. so crazy that's what i'm realizing more and more is like you can just say yes to everything like i i always say no because like imagine even like some time ago we were gonna go in the street and like really interview people like every week and we did it once and i was like <gasps> It's so much work. No way. <laughs> and then I said no. But like, imagine if you mm-hmm. just say yes to everything and like fall behind a little bit on all of them. Yes. That's okay. That's you know, true, you don't have yeah. to do everything perfectly. But just like, keep doing different things. Or like, my dad will be like, make me a video, and I'm like, no thanks. <laughs> I have to write. <laughs> but it's better to just say yeah. Like, That's fill right. your fill your schedule. Because sometimes I, when I say no, and I'm like, yeah, I'll have eight hours to edit today. Right. Then I have no motivation to edit. It's so backwards. But when you have like th- six things to do, maybe you do those for like six hours, and then you edit for two hours, and you still have some spare time too. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Say yes to everything. That's just advice for myself that's to be a good honest. philosophy to have mm. so true say yes to everything mm-hmm. yeah especially when you're young in your 20s yeah. or you have time or any time really you have to just embrace everything that comes your way right right like the other day somebody came to our house he was like yeah i work in africa i could get oh. you like connections to make movies in nigeria wow. and their movies are very like simply made in a week you could make one it would cost you a thousand and like normally i'd be like what are you talking about making movies in nigeria that's Uh so different than what i want to do but now you realize that's a great opportunity it is go call that guy get the info make movies in nigeria i don't know just do whatever you You have to go in winter really so (laughs) yeah so you can just get rid of the canadian winter oh true (laughs) i guess if it's warm there yeah Mm. but that's such a good opportunity though it is so random yeah let's say yes 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 to podcast yes to yeah (laughs) that's true should we so first of all thank you for watching the movie that we talked about we're gonna talk about Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Based on a true story. <laughs> yeah. It is. It I is. was shocked <laughs> at the end. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. But uh, loosely, like, based Yeah, on, well, the enough? characters are real. They're right? real, Like, right? Sundance Kid is a real guy. Wow. Mm. Okay. Was that his nickname as well? Yeah. In real? Okay. Mm. And the Butch Cassidy mm. guy, too? Also, you know Sundance Film Festival? It's, like, one of the biggest film festivals. Is it? I, yeah, is it yeah. like the western kind of movies that well it, it's not actually it's like oh. an independent movie fest film festival oh. with like people who made their movie outside of the studio system they get it shown there and then this actor made it who is he uh robert redford like mm-hmm. he he made it and then he called it sundance based on like his character here oh. it's just cool well you you'll see about sundance it's right. the biggest deal if you get in there so can you like give a little summary for the <laughs> oh viewers? for sure so this is a little bit unconventional like even though it's one of the most famous movies of all time yeah it's a little bit unconventional in that the story is about these two guys who were kind of the top bad guys of their town outliers outlaws uh, outliers outlaws 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 rebelled Uh uh-huh and just like thieves but and they were the top of their gang Mm. but they're slowly falling off and the story is them running away from this group that is following them yeah that is like trying to hunt them down once and for good yes right and so it's like a will will they make it how will they get out and you love them so much it's like a it's like a character love movie as well right Uh, bromance bromance yeah that's true i love the characters so much i mean you don't usually get 
this kind of chemistry that often exactly. between two guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, some it happens and it's so lovely when you see it actually mm-hmm. work out. It was so great. Mm-hmm. I loved the movie. I watched it last night, last minute wow. also. Amazing. Yeah, and I loved it. It was so, so different though. Like the style is kind of different. Sometimes you get a little bored, as mm-hmm. I said, because it's just the way that they filmed it and the script, as Marl said, is like... Mm-hmm. Um, it's very visual so like I remember the very first time I watched this actually because mm-hmm. if you remember the first like good 30 minutes are like very much like just looking around trying yes. to see what the story is they're not telling you what you're I was after. so confused at first like mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if I'm gonna follow yeah anything. I know <laughs> I couldn't understand any of the characters because mm-hmm. we talked about this the other week like the first 10 pages you're supposed to like set up what they're looking for right they kind of do it here, but also not really. That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they do show it like in the first few minutes. So you have the, he's in the bank. Yeah. You have that. So you know that's going to repeat itself in the movie. Right. Two, you have the character and the cheating. They cheat on uh-huh. some poker games. So yeah. you get the idea of their characters. Yeah, also. they're crooks. And also they're really like good at shooting for example right mm-hmm. and then you get the interaction with their gang with their gang yeah that's so the one that's the one that i think is the like kind of inciting right yeah but but you can also not no, no, say no, no. the inciting incident is actually not that though. which one do you think it is inciting incident is definitely when the guys are following them that's what i think too yeah. that's why i have both options that's what because before that it's like they're they don't have that many big problems like right yeah their gang is a problem but like mm-hmm. they do their thievery like they're just living their daily life right. until one day it goes wrong and then they start getting followed that's what i think it's yeah. inside inside too but that's on page 67 so that's an 67? hour in seven yeah so how how long was the script though? How many pages? I forget. I think it's 140, 140. 160. Oh, uh, pre- pretty long. Yeah, it was actually in the middle. Like I think when I was watching it, uh it was like past 40 minutes Exactly. Or it feels like midpoint. Like, yeah. Yeah, I was like where is this incident that is gonna yeah. happen like is it gonna start when is the act is gonna start? I know. It's just like psycho actually. Have you seen psycho at all? So it's like know. Well, okay, I won't talk about it. Then we'll get too distracted. Oh, but, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So I was watching it. Uh-huh. The first 40 minutes kind of boring and like wondering what I'm doing with my yeah. life. Was, like two <laughs> years ago. And then my dad walks in. He's like, Morale, you're watching movies again. This is a disappointment. You suck. And, oh. and then he made me stop watching and like go do something with him. I don't know. Mm. Uh, but then when I came back and watched the second half, suddenly like you forget kind of how boring the first half was. Right. And then I loved it. It became my favorite movie. That's true. That's a yeah. random story. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, oh, I was just going to say that. Uh, so it starts actually, I think the inciting incident that totally changes the course of the story is when they're trying to rob a train or something. Yeah, there's like uh, there's a bunch of money, I think, in the train that they wanted to mm-hmm. rob that. And that's exactly when a bunch of like five, six guys on horse start running mm-hmm. to them. And only these two guys and not the whole gang. So, yeah, they just follow them everywhere. I was like, what the hell? Do they have GPS or something? (laughs) Like, what is it? Yeah, they would go. (laughs) I didn't know. I was like, just go hide behind a stone or something. What? 
And they did like at some point they jumped in the water. They, they did crazy things too. Yeah, Tra- but oh. they were still following. They were they would follow them straight like how would mm. they track them in yeah. stone in mountains yeah everywhere crazy oh you have God. to watch it it's so exciting it's so simple and like that's uh-huh. why you just you're locked in yeah because it's just them running and then intertwined with like really cool stories of like right. their relationships and how lovely they are how funny they are their the dialogue banter. is scarce yeah they yeah. do a very small amount of talking but each line is golden it is it is and it kind of like sucks you into the world of this kind of western world this yeah. american mm. kind of thing it's so so beautiful that's why it actually is a classic and kind of like got older awards that it got and mm-hmm. got really famous i mean it's really also some people may not know that but uh it did really good for its time and even to this day i think i brought some of the s- script pages for us to read oh um i would love for you to read it would you be down <laughs> sure. i could, we could do it, it together right yeah there well uh, there's a lot of description oh okay do you want to read it or should i read it i, I think you have a beautiful read- voice oh <laughs> thank you so this is the section that is kind of like the end of Act One, mm-hmm. or possibly the inciting incident with right. them seeing this group. Oh, okay. That's following them. None that's exciting. So start with also <laughs> William Goldman, who wrote the screenplay. This was his first screenplay written, and he wow. wrote it insanely visually. Like even normal screenplays aren't this visual. Right. But he has like cut to one one shot, and then cut to one. Sh- like he wrote it totally as if. He was gonna be the director. <laughs> My goodness! But guess what? Guess what? This is this screenplay. He sold it. Guess how much he sold it for? I don't know. So he yeah. was a writer. He was already a novelist. He, they were. They asked him to write this story about these, these two, two robbers. Guys. He wrote it, and it was so good that they bought it for four hundred thousand dollars <gasps> from him. This is back in nineteen sixty-seven or wow. something. $400,000 for one screenplay. Yeah, and it was his first one too? Yeah, he was 30. My goodness. Ah, so cool. I mean, people say that you have to write like a hundred screenplays to like, yeah. and they don't usually get like accepted. They just okay, well, toss I'll it be out. Honest, yeah. uh-huh. Goldman said he wrote a hundred books before his first oh, book got right. like, recognition. That's true. hundred books. A hundred books, huh? And somehow he did it so fast. Like, imagine he was 25 and he already written 100 books. So My goodness. Let's pick up but the But still, pace. screenplay is so different. This is true. Yeah, he did amazing. So, so let's start with this part here, 292. So, Butch. As slowly his laughter dies, he's looking off at something. Train, train engine pulling single car. In the distance... It might be noted here that whatever color the flyer's cars are, this single car is something very distinctly different. Butch. Still looking off at the engine and the strange single car, Sundance is beside him now, and they both watch. Around them, members of the gang still scramble around gathering, gathering up bits and pieces of money. Do you see how visually it's written? You yeah. see, okay, first it's the shot of the car and it's a different color car than they know. Right. Then it's Butch watching it and then Sundance comes beside him mm-hmm. and behind them people are gathering Just up money. gathering the money that they blew up. <laughs> yeah, so good. So, the engine pulling the single car, drawing closer and closer and closer. 
Butch and Sundance watching it come. Butch. Now, what in the hell is that? Cut to the car. Drawing closer and now there's music under it all. Nervous and fast, but not loud. Not yet, as the train and the single car continue to come toward them. Butch and Sundance looking at each other in absolute bewilderment. And, you know, he famously is the one who said in screenwriting, nobody knows anything. You could have all these rules, but at the end of the day, we're just all writing what we see and like what's in our head. So I just wanted to show that little section of like how he writes Mm -hmm. and also how he builds tension. Um... So this scene here, I don't know if we should read it. So this is the inciting incident. Do you think oh. we talked about inciting incident enough? Or should we read? We can, we can read this one. Okay, let's read it quickly. Okay. Do you want to be Butch or Harvey Logan? Harvey Logan? Who's that? That's uh, one of his gang members. Oh, okay. I could be Harvey Logan. <laughs> okay, I'll be Butch. So Butch and Sundance. Butch dismounts. Sundance stays still, watching. You got everything I told you wrong. When I left, I said we might we might hit the flyer, but even if we did, it wasn't this run and the one after, the return. Now Sundance and me been out checking the bank situation and... No banks. What? In, oh. the, in the doorway to one of the cabins uh, is Harvey Logan. He's a big man, thick and powerful. He was, in reality, a terrible man. Vicious and frightening, and some of that should show... <laughs> The flyer, Butch. Butch looking around at his men as he talks, explaining as a good teacher might. Now, how many times have I told you people, banks are better than trains. You can rely on a bank. They don't move. They stay put and you always know there's money inside. And my orders were... Moving away from the cabin towards Butch. New orders been give. Harvey, I run things here. Used to you did. Me now. This don't concern you. He talks kind of weird. Um, silence, seated on his horses, looking down. That's Sundance. Tell him to stay out. He goes his own way, like always. Then he suddenly reels to face the gang of men who stand bunched, watching. Butch moves towards them, talking as he goes. So this is like the first time that their authority is um, questioned, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the cool guys, but then this guy, Logan, is like, no, I run things now. Right. And then I want to show you one little other section. <laughs> oh, you know what? I brought one more, but we're not going to read this. But if you want to check out the screenplay, on page 10, there's like mm-hmm. another potential inciting right. in- incident, which is like them talking about how they want to go to Bolivia. Remember? Because they end up going to Bolivia at the oh. end. But that's not the inciting incident. It's what builds that. Yeah, so. it's almost like... um. It's still them in their normal world, like with mm-hmm. their dreams, right? Yeah, that's true. And then, and it's like their desires. You get to see the characters' right. desire for the first time. Mm-hmm. It was so interesting for me that the character, the Butch, right, was uh, actually talking to Sundance, and he said that he always wanted to be a hero. Yeah. When he was a kid, that that's such a big thing, though. When you realize it's it's just so unique. Yeah. Usually, st- and even though it does follow a lot of the beats of a, like a regular story with like mm-hmm. introduce characters, show them struggle, yeah. have a goal, really succeed at some point, and then fail. Like it has all those beats, but it just feels really mm-hmm. modern. Okay, so this little section again, I just brought out to show like how this guy writes. It's so different oh. than 
Like at least the number of screenplays I've read, I haven't read anything like it. Okay. William yeah. Goldman is hilarious. So main title sequence. This is when the titles are showing. This is a series of shots which, for the first time, really open up the story visually. Mm. <laughs> no one that. writes like this. <laughs> oh, that's great. Up, t- up until now, the scenes have been Western, but mm-hmm. they haven't attempted to include any of that incredible feeling of awesome size this kind of picture ought honestly to have. What the hell? He's talking about the movie in the screenplay. He's like, yes, it hasn't shown any shots in the movie that like westerns usually have it seems like just a personal note or something really <laughs> unofficial that he wrote down yeah like on a sticker and put it there but yeah. it's actually in the screenplay exactly like it, <laughs> it gives you like so much freedom to like go for your own screenplay like this actually and he got four hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly but that's why because it's just so good he uh, totally gives his imagination and writes his imagination on the paper and gives it yeah. to the directors and all that. It's so it's William it's Goldman. It's not any other writer, you know? Yes. It's his vision. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in this series of cuts, <laughs> some with Butch and Sundance writing, some without, we get it all. There's a feeling of time passing, of distance, of chan- changing terrain. All of it leading to the culminating shots when the credits end. And the effect by then should be considerable. Mm-hmm. For by then we will be at hole in the wall. A list of shots might include... Now, here's the thing. If you're writing for a director and you write like, here's a list of shots I suggest. Uh-huh. They will immediately throw that out. Wow. Because they're like, who are you? Like, write the to characters. Tell us, yeah. yeah. But this guy, he was a writer, he was a novelist, and they mm. told him to write a screenplay. So he went all out. He's like, okay, well, here's what I would suggest you do. And like, mm-hmm. he just put his heart into it. Yeah. And it's okay. super sweet. And even the end, he had the whole thing in mind. And yeah. they did it exactly as that. <laughs> That's true. They did it so similar to that. Like, he just wrote, here's some shots. They are white. The clouds, they are white, just like clouds ought to be. <laughs> and they are fluffy. And they hang in there in the sky and pull back to reveal Butch and Sundan. <gasps> it's so looked down upon to, like, talk so much camera yeah. in the screenplay. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but he did great. I mean, if a director decides to write something, I feel like that's the kind of thing. That's true. If a director writes their own, then mm-hmm. feel free to, of course. But if not, is the other director going to get offended? I think something? so. I think if yeah. you're writing a screenplay on spec, like you're just writing it to show someone and maybe they make it, it's better to leave those decisions to later. Oh, I see. I feel like that's what I, my opinion. But, but if somebody <laughs> is confident in themselves, they're not going to care. You know? Yeah. I mean, he made his own living from writing novels and that's all true. that. So and care. they wanted his take. That's yeah, the other thing. That's like, they true. paid him to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I think you should watch this movie immediately and give it a little like time to build in yourself. Right. Don't give up on it immediately. Even first shot looks super old, yes. but it's supposed to. Oh. That's like, because you see, it's like, almost yellow I looking. I know, I know. I was yeah. like, is it going to be like that the whole yeah. time? It's like almost like, a, it looks like a silent movie at yes, first. That's true. Give it a good 30 minutes. Just like try and watch the characters, mm-hmm. get your popcorn. Like it's worth it. Yes. I promise. Especially the last 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, I love it. That's you so will good. not regret it. That's mm-hmm. true. And there is a little romance as well in there. Just the Oh, there's a touch of hot romance. Yes. Very unconventional for unconventional. its time. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. So just give it a watch and tell us what you think of it. Like mm-hmm. you, maybe you don't agree with 
the that scene being the inciting incident. So just let us know. Right, because one hour in is pretty crazy. Yeah, sixty pages in. Oh, so that's maybe true. it's not. So yeah. Thank you so much for watching this episode, guys. We Thank appreciate you. it so much. Oh my God, it was yeah. so fun. But I really enjoy it. This yeah. is great fun. So yeah, thank you for listening. Also, TikTok is up. Mm-hmm. YouTube's gonna be up soon. Yes, oh, that's moving. true. We have the TikTok. Go follow us there, please. That would be so mm-hmm. great. We're gonna just share our journey with you as well. Yes, thank you. Okay, see you next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening and watching. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye, Clubhouse.